This is Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine, and I'm John Wiener. Now it's time for the Children's Hour. Stories about Ivanka, Jared, Don Jr., and little Eric. Boy, those kids are in trouble this week. For that, we turn to our chief Jared correspondent, Amy Willens. Of course, she's a longtime contributing editor at The Nation. She was Jerusalem correspondent for The New Yorker, and she's best known for her work on Haiti, and she was just awarded a Guggenheim Fellowship for next year. Amy, welcome back. And congratulations on the Guggenheim. Thanks so much, John. Yes, I'm really pleased about that. Well, let's start today with Jared. We've been reading some new news about Project Air Bridge. That's his White House coronavirus project. First, remind us, what is Project Air Bridge? It's big. It's a huge billion-dollar taxpayer-funded program to bring PPE into the United States, largely from China, through private contractors. And Jared is running it. Private contractors both to purchase the stuff and to bring it in. What is the latest news about the success of Project Airbridge? We don't really know because the Trump administration has apparently issued orders to FEMA, which is part of the Trump administration in a sense, not to reveal where these materials are going. So they're brought into the country at taxpayer expense. They go somewhere, but we're not entitled to know that. The New York Times now has a Freedom of Information Act going to try and find out where the federal government is distributing these supplies. The FEMA said, we can't tell you that. And they also added, in an aside, we would normally tell you that, but we can't tell you that. So for all we know, they're going to um, Republican voting states and swing states where, you know, perhaps a few N95 masks might just turn the vote to Trump in November, in spite of the fact that he would like to liberate all those states. Well, in other Jared news, he's been sort of cheerful about Trump's efforts at beating the virus. He he appeared on on Fox uh, TV news the same day that the American death toll from the virus topped the American death toll in Vietnam. And what was his approach uh, that day? Well, John, first, you, who are an expert in that era of American history, can perhaps tell us how long it took the United States to accrue 60,000 deaths in Vietnam. How long did it take, John? Well, it depends when you start, but you could say from 1963 to 1975, 12 years, 13 years, something like that. So 60,000 in 13 years and here in three months, 60,000. So that's what was happening when Jared said on Fox News, you know, this is a great success. We've had a great success in the United States. And I think we're going to be really rocking, as my <laughs> listeners may know, that is not me, but a quote. I think we're going to be really rocking again by July. Meanwhile, meanwhile, internally, the Trump administration privately projects a steady rise in the next week in deaths because of opening up the economy in various states. 
which the Trump administration has been pushing. So they expect by June 1st there will be 3,000 deaths per day, 200,000 new cases per day. They know that internally at the White House, and yet Jared is going out, who works in the White House, by the way, and saying that we'll be really rocking again by July. Well, maybe by really rocking, he's talking about having the most deaths in the world. Well, enough about Jared. What's uh, Ivanka been up to lately? She was in the news about the what seemed to be a perfectly modest idea of going to a Passover Seder with Jared's parents. She's such a good Jewish girl. <laughs> um, yeah, she took a private plane with her children to some uh, airport, I don't know where, to go to a shut-down Trump facility in... Bedminster. Bedminster. I knew it sounded like a British official building. Bedminster, New Jersey. And she went for a Seder, uh, leaving her majestic Calorama mansion and not doing what the rest of the Jewish community in the United States did and in Israel and in France, which was have a Zoom Seder because they didn't want to congregate and thereby infect all the elders in the family. They apparently had a Seder together. Or anyway, that was her excuse for moving her family, as far as I understand it, to Bedminster. They said they were not violating the stay-at-home orders in part because this was a private plane. Do you know anything more about this? Is this Air Force One or what is it? Maybe they chartered a plane. Maybe they own a plane. Maybe it's a, a Jared family plane. I don't know what this plane, private plane, is that they took. I wonder if it was Air Force One and they charged the taxpayer. So that means that Jared went to a Seder with his family and who knows who else and childcare people, who knows? Staff, perhaps, from the Bedminster facility, we cannot know. And then he went back to Washington to tell us how we're going to be really rocking in July. Was he wearing a mask? I doubt it, because nobody in the White House wears a mask except for one person we saw in a photo who's anonymous. They all stand around next to each other. Um, so he could easily have infected everybody in the White House. Let's talk about the masks business. The president has made it clear that he's not going to wear a mask. And as you say, there's lots of photographs of staffers meeting and they're not wearing masks. But there are some members of the president's family who are wearing masks. Tell us about them. Oh, Ivanka and Arabella, her daughter, posted this really cute photograph. Oh, I have a very soft spot for Arabella. <laughs> she's saying happy birthday in Chinese. I love that girl. And also, apparently, she's an adept homemaker, Arabella, at a young age, because she sewed her mommy a mask, and her mommy sewed hers one, and they appear in an Instagram photo together. Really cute, except Arabella's isn't as good as Ivanka's. Ivanka made the better mask. But, of course, she runs a garment industry. She ran a garment industry company, so she should know how to make a face mask. So that's what they've been doing at home, and they posted their little picture wearing it. But they, they can wear masks, if I may stoop to some analysis here, because they're women. Women can wear masks, but real men who sit behind, what is the name of his desk again, John? I can never remember. I have a psychological problem. <laughs> Enterprise or encounter or something Performer, like that. Former reconstructor, really big man desk. Um, <laughs> He sits behind that desk and he can't wear a uh, um, mask because that would be too embarrassing, you know. And Pence went to the hospital. Which hospital in New York? Was it Sloan Kettering? He went into the COVID 
area and he didn't wear a mask and he was surrounded by doctors wearing a mask and when he was asked why he didn't wear a mask he said because he wanted to look them in the eyes he has that same problem of not knowing where the mask goes he thinks <laughs> the mask like, like it's halloween no <laughs> um but i think it's really interesting to think about the trump white house and the mask and who's wearing one and who isn't because if the president doesn't wear a mask you know how people around presidents are if he doesn't wear a mask, all the men there are going to think they shouldn't wear masks. And then if I were the wife and mother of the children of one of those men who was in the Oval Office standing around with Trump and Pence, unmasked, I, I wouldn't let them back in my house. Unmasked takes a kind of a different meaning in this context than what we usually talk about, unmasking the uh, White House. Uh, I should add here that... Ivanka is not just posting a cute picture of herself and her daughter. She is recommending to her millions of Instagram followers, everybody should wear a mask. Here's a fun project for you and your kids to take up at home. We did it. You should do it, too. Right. Absolutely. And who do you think the people are who are among her one million followers? What do you think the percentage is of He-Man who sit behind the <laughs> Endeavor reconstitution desk? The percentage is very low. Donald Trump might be her only male follower. But anyway, she's recommending this to moms and young moms, stay-at-home people to wear their masks. And it's good. She's good. I, I like her for that. You should be recommending it. There's a little bit of discord in the Trump family on this. And speaking of discord, there's one other Trump woman who has also advocated wearing masks by appearing in a mask online. And who is that? That's Melania. And I think that's great, too. She was right to do that. And there's always discord there. Whatever he does, she doesn't do. Whatever he doesn't do, she does. But <laughs> I also have been known to say about the mask that the mask is a great thing for the women of Beverly Hills and people like Melania, because right now it's harder to go to your cosmetic surgeon to get your injections and to have your little lifts. So if you wear a mask over, you know, uh, two thirds of your face, you're hiding two months of damage. And so I can see why Melania is wearing it until she can get someone to come to the White House to do her injections for her. Not that she has injections. Okay, so we've talked about uh, Jared. We've talked about uh, Ivanka and Melania and Arabella. What about Eric? What about er little Eric, as we call him? What's he been up to? Teeny little Eric, <laughs> at the beginning of the administration, was put in charge of the Trump winery. And uh, Trump sort of divested himself of it. Although, as the most of the news reports point out, the Trump Organization still owns the land that Trump Winery is on, but Eric owns Trump Winery and is in charge of it. And so he, he put up a Twitter post saying, you know, if you're running out of quarantine wine, come get it at the Trump Winery. We have great wines, blah, 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 blah. Which, you know, taking advantage of all the death and destruction that's happening uh, and people being at home wanting to drink. He's trying to profit from that. He's helping. Uh, but, but one of the interesting things about this, of course, is that they own a winery and Eric's running it. And one kind of immigrant was allowed into the country when Trump began to uh, crack down on all immigration to the United States. And that immigrant is an agricultural worker 
And those are the people who work on the Trump winery. So Trump's immigration policy favors the workers on his own uh, plantations. Uh, but there was in the Twitter uh, comments after uh, Eric was trying to sell his quarantine wine, there was a reply that I would like to read in full. Love this wine, bold, but with nice top notes, redolent of incest, treason, charity fraud, crushed Adderall, and dementia. I did not write that reply, but it's a good one. Last but not least, you found you found for us a story about the wives and girlfriends of of Don Jr. and uh, and and Eric Trump. Yes, Trump's campaign, his campaign fund for 2020, is I would have to say secretly. Although now that I'm telling you this, folks, it's not so secret, and it's been reported on, but attemptedly in secret, um, paying Lara Trump. That's Eric's wife, and uh, Don's girlfriend, Kimberly Guilfoyle, uh, $180,000 a year through the campaign manager's private company so that uh, avoiding the um, possible legal consequences of just directly siphoning it out of the campaign funds, they move the campaign funds into Parscale, I forget his first name, into Parscale's... Uh, He's the campaign manager and he has a private company. And then it goes out $18,000 a month to each of these women for being like uh, campaign spokespeople around the country, et cetera, or for doing nothing or for tweeting and being attractive. I don't really know what it's for. I don't know what their specific role in the campaign is, but they are making $180,000 each a year, which shows that there is some benefit to going out with one of the Trumps. Amy Willens, our chief Jared correspondent with this week's episode of The Children's Hour. Amy, thanks so much for telling us all about it today. You are so welcome. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. 